0: From the beginning, we started Everyday Driver to help people find cars they will love. Commuting is a chore, but driving should be fun.
1: If you like to drive, then there are cars where your budget, needs, and fun all intersect, and we want to help you find them. I'm Paul.
0: I'm Todd, and this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for being with us again. You guys are doing a great job of sharing this, of rating it. That is helping us immensely. Every week we're finding it in the top 10 automotive podcasts on iTunes. Little Tiny Everyday Driver is up there with some awfully (laughs) big names. That is entirely due to you guys. So thank you for listening. Pretty cool. Thank you for sharing. Please keep subscribing. If you don't use iTunes, by the way, we are also on Stitcher. And Stitcher works like iTunes, but it's very popular for Android. So if you're on an Android device, you can use Stitcher. And you can rate and review there. And exactly like iTunes, that will raise us to the top on Stitcher. So it's a good option there as well. Thank you for finding us. Please pass us on to some random friend you know that listens to automotive <laughs> podcasts. We tell your friends, are back. Tell your enemies. It's two... <laughs> <laughs> <That's laughs> so what that's I always say. Be our next shirt, <laughs> everyday driver. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. That's right. Anyway. Uh, If you'd like that shirt, let us know. We'll make up a bunch. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) we are going to do two uh, car debates again tonight, as always. We've got Tom uh, writing to us in Minnesota talking about uh, debating large sedans for his family. We've also got Brett writing to us from New England that is pondering, should he get a WRX or is it too much car for him, which is a very interesting question.
1: Yes, but first we're going to talk a little bit about a few things and Todd and I try to strike the right balance between telling you our thoughts and what we love to drive but also using our expertise mm-hmm. and our driving experience to recommend cars for you guys and tell you what we think you should own and drive based on our driving experiences. So we try to strike that right balance between, you know, what is our own personal preference versus what yeah, we think yeah. you should drive. Real quick though, we want to talk about the GTR and Evo piece that just got released and watching it again i am reliving everything todd and i drove those cars (laughs) fast i hope you've noticed that on camera because actually a friend just from detroit ryan in detroit texted me and said wow the drive-by with the red gtr that looked pretty fast and i said "Uh uh-huh that was well into triple digits so i'm glad you noticed we drove those cars hard and fast that was a lot of fun yeah
0: i um we we, uh, we try hard to drive these cars well on camera. The thing about camera is it is very deceiving. Uh, you have to go um, into not <laughs> worth discussing speeds for it to look fast on camera That's right. uh, you'd be amazed how how slow forty miles an hour looks to the camera. Uh, So that's one of the things that's always a struggle. But we are actually recording this the same day we posted that uh, two GTRs in an Evo video. If you haven't seen it, please go find it. We're pretty proud of it because it was just a lot of fun, and it's a big piece for us. So far, the commentary is great. Thank you guys that are watching that. And it got us thinking about cars we love. And at the same time, somebody posted the question, okay, so what are your favorite cars? And we've answered this a couple times. It's probably the most common question that we get. The minute people find out what we do... (laughs) What cars do you love? Is the next question out of their mouth, but well, it's still hard to answer.
1: Non, non-car people just say, oh, well, so what's your favorite car? And I go, ah, yeah. the question. How yeah. can I just answer that? You know, Then I start getting yeah, into, no well, what's one. the price? And well, there's cars I yeah. haven't driven that I think are my favorites, but I don't know. I've never driven them. So, <laughs> you know, so we are sticking to the cars that we have driven. And what's interesting for me is this gets harder the more cars that we drive. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to add an extra requirement for myself in this one and I'm going okay. to keep it to okay. non Porsche cars. Because it could be easy. <laughs> we know I could default. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you like I that know. because
0: no that's good because because I otherwise it'd just be that. here's your list of your five top Porsches. Yeah, I know where that's going. Right.
1: And that's not the question. It's what are our top 5 and Looking back through our catalog, I'm thinking, well, we've all got our favorites that we gravitate towards, and Porsche is certainly mine. But honestly, we've driven some excellent cars that I could own that are not built by Mm -hmm. Porsche, and I have to remind (laughs) myself and remember that. It would be just naming various Porsches would be boring for me, for you. I know this, I love them, but that's not what this is about. And so I want to name these these cars i remember they're sitting in my driveway what a press cars and i think you know i can't wait to go drive that for no particular yeah, reason at all yeah. just because they evoke some driving feeling that i love
0: well i want to give two other caveats as we answer this question this is a constantly evolving question for us i want to stay cars that you could get into including used for 50 grand or less I don't want to be, you know, and I've got one that kind of fudges the line, and so I've created a backup because I want to play by my own rules. But, I, but, I, so I want that to be part of the rule, and part of the rule, I want to be, and this is just so we can be candid with you guys. These are things we've driven. I'm sure there are things that work their way onto this list that we have not driven for whatever reason. Sure. These are things we've driven. Driven in detail, not like around the block, so we can really speak on this is a car I would genuinely own. So, so you got your five? You want me to go?
1: I've got my five, and I'm looking at this list, and I'm proud to say every one of them but one meets that 50 grand criteria. I didn't know you were going to throw that little twist in there, but I'm okay. Well, then good.
0: I'll I'll go go with it. Go with it.
1: uh, All right. So here we go. I come back again, scrolling through our content and looking at the catalog. I'm just remembering, going, oh yeah, I love that car, but I love that one too. And what I landed on first was the BMW, the E90 M3. I sure. remember yeah. loving I that car, and n- honestly, yep. not expecting yep. to as much as I did. And I come away thinking, "Yeah, I yeah, wish yeah. I owned that car." And hallelujah, yeah, it's not M3, a Porsche. That generation,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm not surprised, and I, I think you would love owning that car. That is a great car. It's not a car. It's not on my list, but that is a great car. That was one that I actually considered as well. Keep going. All
1: right. Uh, well, I strangely enough. I have three American cars on here, one from each of the manufacturers. If you can believe Seriously? it. Seriously? If you can that believe it. That shocks me. Go on. So the second one is the Ford Fiesta ST. I have come away after driving that car profoundly impressed with what you can do for that mm-hmm. price point. Mm-hmm. Now, Agreed. yes, it's front wheel drive. It's not for everybody. But just the kinds of things people are doing doing to it in terms of tuning it. But out of mm. the box, as a stock car, what we drove,
0: yeah. I came yeah, yeah, away yeah.
1: thinking, huh, twenty-two grand, huh? I might have that on me. Maybe I should go get one of these. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will empty my pockets and look, Fiesta has tea money. That's terrible.
1: Searching through the sofa for loose change. I mean, this car was that's that terrible. good. So uh, yeah. that's the Ford. Okay. Then the next car I came to was the Dodge Charger SRT Hemi. I... Really? I went back to old school metal driving around town right, in that man. car. Okay. And thinking, I just want to do burnouts just to piss the guy off next to me. That's the whole reason I want to drive that car.
0: That is your inner hooligan. What's so classic about that is that that is so not who you are. I I love that you can get in a car like that, and it brings it out in you, because that is not in your normal personality whatsoever. It's much more me than you. And I love that you get in a car like that, and suddenly, you're that guy. That's awesome. I
1: just want to go drive the car. And yes, you have to make friends with your local service station attendant, because you're going to be fueling that car like crazy. However, I just wanted to do burnouts in that car and blast metal all the time. I <laughs> surprised myself. and I Again, this is not who I am. If you're listening, right, onward, not who I am. Onward, okay. All onward. Right. All right. So the third American car, this is a touch over 50 grand, but is the Corvette C7. And I had to ask myself, mm-hmm. am I embarrassed by this being on my list? Am I shocked yeah. and embarrassed? And should I have this on my list? But, man... That car is in an entirely different league than any prior Corvette in terms of styling, in terms of drivability, just owning it. And we both came away thinking, wow, we could actually own this, and we're not old. And wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, very impressive. I thought, all right. And and look, that uh, upcoming Z06, that rivals a Porsche 911 turbo in terms of performance.
0: Mm -hmm. And for Mm -hmm. price.
1: And I'm thinking, I don't want to admit that, but I can't deny it. So, Mm -hmm. Corvette C7. And then finally, Japanese is the Subaru WRX. It's not the STI. Okay. Yeah, the the, the, the
0: 2015.
1: Yeah, the 2015 WRX. I found myself going, well, I won't say, but really fast, flying by people, and it's just so easy to drive. It was a lot mm-hmm. of fun, and I thought
0: great all around. I just great love driving yeah. this;
1: it's just fun. Yeah. So mm-hmm. those are my top five for now. I right. reserve the right to change them at any time, but for right sure, now, of course. Uh course. So I want to hear yours. Okay. I'm very curious.
0: That's that's a good list. Here's the thing: one of the things I liked about this is is we actually don't go through these lists with each other prior. Anytime we've done this, we just bring our list <laughs> yeah. privately, which I think is kind of fun. <laughs> and I'm always impressed by the places where we overlap. We only overlap twice here.
1: Ah, and interestingly
0: okay. enough, we overlap on some of your American cars, I guess, because half your lifts is American, which is very strange for you. Yeah, so but the other thing I tried to do with my five is I realized it was easy for me to sit down and pick five sports cars that I would love to own. But that's not doesn't have any variation, really. I mean, that's very easy for me to do. I can list you five sports cars with two seats right now and be done. That's not helpful for anybody but just my Hooner side, OK? It doesn't help. So uh, I decided I'm going to pick five cars out of five different market segments, OK? And okay. I'm going to go with that. Alright. So out of the hot hatch world, I've got to meet you with Fiesta ST. Really? I think it is perfectly doing the hot hatch category right now. I will acknowledge that the GTI is a better, more well-rounded car. But I feel like if you're really shopping for a hot hatch, maybe this is the only the way I think, but if you're really shopping for a hot hatch, it needs to do the hatch, ha- hatch stuff, but it mainly needs to be hot. Yeah, and the Fiesta ST for the money, it's got the hatch uh, size to it. It's still a tiny car, but it does have the hatch usability. Fiesta ST's got to be in that top five. That's my hot hatch guy. Crazy, very. I cool. wanted to pick an American V eight, kind of a muscle demeanor car. All right, and so my first choice there is Corvette C seven. Now the problem is that's not a traditional muscle car, and it is above fifty grand. I mean, it's going to be a couple years probably before the used of that come down to fifty grand. At that point, I might be searching the couch cushions uh, for, <laughs> for that car. But this is, uh, so Corvette C7, this is though, is such, I mean, that's a V8. Uh, I would just, I would own that car without question. I'm so impressed with that car. If you have to force me to stay under 50 grand, though, my V8 muscle car would be the Boss 302.
1: Okay. That, yeah. I, I, I eyeballed I that was,
0: one. I'm so impressed with that car. I, I promise not, those of you thing, listening, we
1: did not share our list. This is uncanny, but keep going.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm not. Here's the thing. I'm not really a guy that I understand and appreciate Mustangs. It's like they're like the RX-8 for me. I know that sounds weird, but they're in the same category for me. In that I respect them, but I'm not drawn to them. The Boss 302 being an exception. That is a great car that I really like. So if I have to say under 50 grand, that's my American uh, V8 right. muscle car. All right uh dedicated sports car is going to be a surprise to no one lotus elise <laughs> i want a lotus elise i still want a lotus elise i love that car i know paul's astounded I'm surprised. right now. the, Wait, the, no the I'm silence not. the silence that you hear is his stunned <laughs> silence stunned. that's exactly what that is yeah no uh for my all-wheel drive all arounder I, I i hear you on the wrx i've got to go evo x I I, Every time we drive one of those cars, I say this to you every time we drive one of those cars, which has been a couple times of late, (laughs) why don't I own this car? Why don't I own this car? It's so good. So I love the Evo X. I'm sorry it's going away. Maybe that means I get a deal on one. And then the last category is the family hauler category. 50 grand or under my primary choice, Porsche Panamera. Now.
1: You keep coming to that one too, huh?
0: Yeah. Now the thing is, for fifty grand, that might not be possible. You're, you've got only a couple of cars probably in the nation at that price point. So my backup in that regard would be the Audi A7, very similar in size, almost as good dynamically. Yeah. An inter- uh, Here's the thing for me in that category, the Panamera wins, and the the A7 is a solid second place. I like it almost as much in almost every category, with the exception of looks, where I think the A7 is a beauty queen and the Panamera really ought to get a plastic surgeon but that's just my, my personal opinion on those so that's that's my five at the moment wow. but give me you know another year worth of driving for the show and i'm sure that will shuffle again
1: although i'm sure that lotus Elise will stay on the list though i'm I'm gonna put money on that right now
0: it may here's the thing man i mean we're gonna drive the alpha 4c later this year yep uh we're we're, we're gonna get the new uh, the new Cayman on camera, the updated Cayman on camera. I like the Cayman a lot. I, the thing about me and the Cayman, and, and you know I love your car, and you know I love the Porsche Cayman. We recommend it oh, all yeah. the time on this show.
1: Oh, yeah. But yeah, the yeah. thing
0: is, I just personally, the Lotus speaks to me. For whatever reason, the Lotus lineup speaks to me. I like the Avora an awful lot, too. And I just, I get in those cars, and they just make sense to me. I don't know why.
1: It's but such a I, small I, I, I told company and, and niche market. It just appeals to such a small slice. But you are the slice.
0: I guess, I told you this story once before. I was at a track day once with my father, which has got, I've got like 20 minutes worth of funny stories I could tell just (laughs) off of that. But one of the things that I didn't even think about until it happened was I had, you know, it was one of these press things and we had a chance to get in a lot of cars and I thought my dad got to go with me. That was really actually a very cool day. But we had a chance to get in an Evora and we'd been in lots of hot things. We got in the Evora, we were halfway through our first lap and my dad turns to me and goes, you seem like you're really comfortable in this car. (laughs) I'm halfway through lap one. I had never been in an Evora before. Something about that brand and the way they set up their steering and their Mm -hmm. balance it just, it's it's subconscious in me, and it gets to me, and I love it. But anyway, there's enough notice huh. uh, babble for me for one
1: night. Interesting. All right, we'll, we'll move on to Tom in Minnesota. Yes. I just want to give a quick shout-out to everybody listening in Minnesota, because I was born there. My family now lives in Alaska, and I live in California. So anyway, a little bit of a mix there. You people in cold anyway. winters.
0: I, I, no wonder you live in Southern California. That's that, right. that cracks I, me up.
1: <laughs> I just figure Southern California, I really like it here. But anyway, (laughs) so Minnesotans, I love you. Thank you for listening. And Tom, really appreciate you writing in because you uh, have mentioned you're 25, starting a family soon. So congratulations on that. And your car upbringing is what has intrigued me, because you are really into the car enthusiast driving thing right now, and it's growing. I can see that based on what you're writing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yes, Definitely. your parents thought, you know what, Corollas are fine, Honda Odyssey's, and Ford Tauruses, Tori? I'm not sure. Anyway.
0: T- Tori. Uh, <laughs> I like Tori. Let's go with that.
1: You know, yes their toasters their toilets their appliances the a to b thing their
0: appliances that's the thing about it i we mean he said it. his he was he was raised for appliance automobiles and somewhere in college realized no i actually really like cars so he's breaking the mold with his family's uh thinking about cars and i get it if you only use your cars and appliance then Buy an appliance. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you, I mean, I, I, I get that. I, right. But there's people, I honestly, I have recommended over the course of this show, I have recommended minivans to people. I've recommended a Nissan Leaf to people. Are these cars that I would recommend anybody that loves cars? No. Heck no. But for the person I was talking to, it did make sense. So if you need an appliance, buy an appliance. But he's decided, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. So Tom's looking for something fun. He is drawn to, this is hysterical to me, raised on Corollas, he is drawn to. <laughs> The Pontiac G8 GXP. He wishes he bought one, but he didn't have the money at the time. So, of course, now he's looking at the Corvette SS. Uh, pardon, sorry, Chevrolet SS. Yes, right. Uh, so he's looking at that car. And uh, and that's hysterical to me. This is where you landed. You said you wished the SS that you drove had had a better ride and a stick shift. And I say to you, both are coming. Magnetic ride control is on its way, and so is the six-speed, which you've acknowledged here. That might be the sweet spot for you. Right. I... The problem that you've raised is you do 70 miles a day, and you're worried about gas mileage. And if you have a Chevy SS, yes, you will worry about gas mileage. Congratulations. (laughs) That
1: won't be happening. Well, Tom, you mentioned in here you currently drive a 2012 Volkswagen GTI with the DSG, which is a car Todd and I have driven, and we love It's a great car. And
0: And a great gearbox, too, by the way. If you're going to have an auto, that's one of the best. That's
1: one of the best. And so I'm scanning through, and I'm thinking, well, why do you want to get rid of that car right now? I see you bought it salvaged, but you're not afraid to work on your own cars. But then, ah, I came back to the reason you're starting a family. I get it. You need something bigger. bigger. Yeah. Because, you know, for commuting, yeah, get a GTI for gas mileage, for all of that. Yeah. But I understand. And what you've also given us here is a fairly high price cap, about $45,000, which also intrigues yeah. me. Congratulations. That's a very lovely price cap because you can get a lot <laughs> of cars in that, in that category. And I'm, I'm drawn to this, huh, large rear-wheel drive, big car, okay, family, but still commuting. Yeah. That's a pretty tall order, but I think I've come yeah, up with some interesting choices here. Good. I'm
0: hoping that you've picked one out of the box. I mean, one of the other things that he said here that I actually am intrigued by, he makes the comment where he says he just doesn't want another front-wheel drive car. Oh, yeah. All-wheel drives okay, but he yeah. wants all-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive. Now, in Minnesota, we're going to have weather. All-wheel drive's probably not a bad idea, but he just wants to get away from front-wheel drive. I'm like, you know what, man? If you're embracing your enthusiast side, <laughs> getting a stick shift, <laughs> rear-wheel drive, That is a fantastic life experience thing that I highly recommend. Yeah. So that's very cool. And the other thing that we haven't really, we only touched on it briefly, but this is fascinating in his description. Pretty much every car he's owned for he and his wife, he's bought it salvaged and he's brought it back to life himself at a huge discount. He's bought the parts, wrenched on it congrats to you, Tom, because that says to me you probably are much better at wrenching than I am. Yeah. So I, I applaud you for doing that because I generally would never recommend a salvage car to most people because they're not going to do that. They're not going to rebuild it into something nice. They're going to buy a salvage car and be like, why doesn't this work right? <laughs> right. I mean, you have if, saved yourself a ton of money and done it right. So bravo yeah, on that. if you so can do that. you've opened up a lot as a result.
1: That's Fantastic. I also had to laugh in here in your description because you're talking about gas mileage and you say, "Ah, oh, I want something that's, you know, a better sleeper and less meat Mainly talking about the charger, and I had to laugh because I thought, oh, why not a charger? And that brought me to my first choice, which is the Dodge okay. Charger S X T Plus. That's the car we drove. The V six. Uh, it's the V six right before you step into a V eight yeah, yeah, yeah. for that car. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And Chrysler claims 31 on the highway for that car, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. pretty awesome for the size of the car and for the power that it's engine huge. made.
0: It's huge. Yeah. We
1: both came away impressed. If you have not watched that review or have not driven that car, don't be afraid of the meatheadish part of it, because, yeah, it was a great car. And it surprised both of us in terms of interior quality, going, wow, this is Chrysler. Who knew? I actually like it. Well, but here's it. the
0: thing, 8-speed eight, eight eight speed automatic really good gearbox in that uh their v6 is getting good gas mileage in that configuration this is a car at tom this is a car as large as an audi it's, a8 it's huge this is a full-size car this and, and you know this is every bit as big actually bigger than the chevy ss but with the v6 paul's right it'll hit 30 miles of the gallon roughly. roughly it gets close yeah. When you get into freeway driving, it depends a lot on how, how is your right foot. I mean, Paul and I would not get 30 miles a gallon. I do think it's possible, <laughs> but it wouldn't happen from us. But this is a 300 horsepower car. This is not a, a, a car with, with a thimble under the hood. I mean, it is 300 horsepower. It's not the big boy Hemis at all. Right. But I don't think you're going to feel like this is some sort of sluggish thing. It's certainly no Corolla. I think that's a great option, actually. Good job. Yeah,
1: I, I think that's a nice trade-off in, in terms of commute gas mileage mm-hmm. and still the size. As Todd said, this is a shed on wheels. It's huge. <laughs> I cannot believe this car is so big. It needs flags In at the corners shows. of all, all four corners, just so you can see where the car is at. It's enormous. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, I it's so impressive it. how big it is. And, and the good gas mileage with a, with a decent engine, good interior. I mean, here's the thing. If you step up to the big boy SRT8, for example, version, it's not like the interior improves that much.
1: Well, The interior
0: yeah. on that lower version is still actually pretty good. That, it's not like it's some low rent thing all the way through.
1: I was going to say that and you're going to start listening to heavy metal and doing burnouts at every stoplight kind of like I did, but that's, you know. I think
0: that's you, that's, Paul. I think that's what? that's mostly a, a, some sort of infection it's that is. you have that is triggered by that it's car. Only that's that going car. on there, you might want to have that checked, but there I just is. want to go sideways
1: through the intersection blasting, I don't know, Iron Maiden or <laughs> you know <laughs> early anything, Queensright, Mastodon, something crazy that oh. is not me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. I'm looking desperately for the eject button for this conversation. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to move on to, uh, I'm going to come back to the SS. I think you should look at that. I think you should seriously debate that. If that car speaks to you, once it gets that stick shift and the magnetic ride control, here's the thing. That car's alone in the mar- marketplace. Nothing else is going to have that yeah. combination at that right. money. That ride control is fantastic. A stick shift in that car with a V8, literally, who else is making that? Yeah. It's going to be by itself. If that car speaks to you, I there's a part of me that says, gas mileage to be damned yeah i just drive in sixth gear on the highway on your commute (laughs) and enjoy it all the rest of the time that's the part of me that says that that is really if you like it that's your only choice i do want to mention two others real quick all right you mentioned the possibly the audi a6 uh i would say audi a6 or a7 here don't worry about the s you're not going to get the s at your price point and the a version of both those cars is really worthwhile I would say A7, I think it's got a little bit better family usability, you can get the A7 in a back bench now, originally you couldn't, you can now get it in a back bench, it's got a decent hatch, it's got a great interior, I think you could do really well there. I also will say, if you're going to play in the salvaged world, you might for your budget be able to find yourself a Panamera. Now. I have no idea.
1: I couldn't find any for 45K and below, though. I looked around. If he's going
0: to entertain salvage, I think, I mean, maybe there isn't one right this minute, but if he's going to entertain salvage cars, I wouldn't be surprised. But here's the thing. I can't for the life of me imagine what it costs to buy parts to rebuild your salvaged Porsche anything. Oh, yeah. That may take it right off the list. Yeah. But I will say to you, if you get a V6 Panamera, you can get it all-wheel drive. You get a V6 Panamera. You're talking same thing as the V6 Charger Paul mentioned. You're talking 30 miles to the gallon on the highway. And that is going to feel like such a classy car, such a great oh, use of yeah. your money. I would highly recommend that. But again, I don't know numbers on that. Salvage Panamera, what's it going to cost you? And then beyond that, what's it going to cost you to wrench that and rebuild it? Sheesh. It might be frightening. Yeah. So look at that carefully. But that's my other random thought. We should probably move on, though.
1: All right. Uh, real quick, Tom, just a couple other suggestions for you before we do move on. That uh, E39 generation BMW M3, the 1998 to 2000 M3, with the five speed Wait, 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 wait. You mean You mean M5? Uh, M5, yes, sorry. You mean M5. M5. The yeah, E39 yeah, M5, what did I say? Yeah, yeah. M3? You, uh, you said M3. All, okay, yeah. right. I meant we're, M5. We're with you. We're, we're following That is along. a five-speed V8 rear-wheel drive car. They're mm-hmm, far less mm-hmm. than 45K. The E60, yeah. the V10 after that, I found an 08 with 88,000 miles for 30 grand, and an 06 mm. with 11,000 miles for 45 grand.
0: Mm. So
1: maybe, maybe...
0: E thirty nine. E thirty nine put the rest of the money toward keeping that. Yeah, thing exactly. I, I wouldn't go I wouldn't go after that. E thirty nine with the with the stick shift is now a genuine competitor to the new SS. Oh uh, yeah. That that'd be a hell of a car. That'd be a great car.
1: And then one very last crazy wild card, if this appeals <laughs> to you, great. If it doesn't, just send it right on back. But that is a twenty eleven Jaguar XF supercharged five liter V eight. I found one with thirty thousand mm. miles for thirty five grand. Mm. Now We've driven the V6 model of this only, but those are claimed to be 22, 25 miles to the gallon, something like that. My problem with the car is what about that car is distinctly British? Aside from the styling, yeah. why even go there? Why get that car? But for the price, for the engine, it could be interesting. So but see, putting that out there.
0: JAG, Jag to this point, I mean, you make an interesting recommendation there. JAG to this point, I feel like is one of those cars that their market segment is if we appeal to you, buy this instead. Because if if you look at a Jag and don't even give it a second glance, you're never going to be convinced right. by their product line. Very true. But if but if it turns your head, they're they're kind of like your choice. So yeah, if that intrigues you, Tom, that's pretty cool. But I want to move on to uh, number two, which is Brett in New England. He wrote us with a fascinating question. <laughs> because
1: yes, this is I want to go on a tangent
0: here real quickly because. As car enthusiasts, and I also want to go a step further, as male car enthusiasts, the standard thing is I'm a great driver, I could handle any car, I'm awesome. That's generally not true. In fact, I think you would probably be shocked at how poor many car journalists are behind the wheel. I mean, yeah, you know, we're not claiming to be awesome by any shocking. means. But it's shocking when we've shown up at some of these car journalist track days, and there's a few people on the track that you're like, OK, I'm not sure you should drive <laughs> on the street. So, and, and they're car journalists. I mean, genuine Funny. car journalists. So, yeah. so it is kind of shocking. So, but in general, I think we all, as car enthusiasts, assume we're very good drivers, and we don't have anything to learn, and we're going to be awesome which is pretty much never the case but i think we assume that you've wrote you've written to us brett and you said which is fascinating you have a beat down honda civic automatic that you feel is pretty much the most underpowered car ever that struggles to get up hills you're walking around with a budget to spend 45 maybe 50k for a brand new car and you're looking at the subaru wrx and your question and i am applauding you your question is is that too much car for me if I'm going to make a leap from an old Honda Civic to a WRX, am I overwhelming myself? And I am, seriously, I'm applauding you for even
1: asking yourself yeah. that Not question. Not many people are even willing to admit that in their lives. I think if you ask anybody across the board, hey, what do you think? Are you a pretty good driver? Everybody's going to say yes. Nobody's going to yeah. say this question. and yeah, admit. Yeah, yeah. Everybody huh. assumes they're great. Yeah. 500 horsepower, 700 horsepower. Heck, sure I can drift that around, you know, through my local neighborhood. I do it every day. That's my Saturday afternoons. And, and, what are you talking about?
0: And 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 generally, no you can't. Yeah. But anyway.
1: <laughs> so, yes, I agree. That's fantastic just for admitting it and then for looking for something and for considering it. And yeah. I want to address that by saying, first of all, don't be afraid of something with power because in my personal opinion i feel like the safest car is the one that's the most powerful in terms of braking power accelerating power engine power handling power and by that i mean a car that can get out of its own way so yes you can grow into something it's like purchasing a motorcycle i've always been told don't get a 650 get a 750 or something bigger you can grow into it same thing with purchasing a computer or computer equipment, buy the best you can afford because at some point you're going to grow into it slowly over time. But then you're going to wish you would have had that. You know, you buy a 650 motorcycle or something like that and you think, ah, well, I'm used to the power now. I wish I got something more. Yeah. So I mean,
0: I would say on this question, Brett, I think the WRX, if that really turns your head, and you've actually said you even love the way the new one looks. I don't agree with you there, but I'm glad. I'm glad that you do. I mean, the thing I would say to you about that is if you bought it new, you're coming out of an automatic that's underpowered. If you bought it new and you bought a stick shift, you're going to have some, hey, I bought it new. I need to be careful on the engine and do some break-in time. So you're not going to be revving it to the moon right away anyway. And you're going to be spending time learning to get comfortable with the stick. I think Mm -hmm. both of those things are going to keep you from really hooning the car in the first place so those two realities plus the fact that you you headspace wise are coming into it going is this too much for me I think that's going to give you a healthy worthwhile respect but Paul's point is an excellent one and that is over time it's going to give you things to reach for a better car to grow into and you're going to become hopefully a better driver as you learn to know the car it's still got room for you to grow into it and I think it actually might be a great way to launch yourself into a better performance vehicle.
1: Yeah, Brad, I we're not ripping you apart for the Subaru WRX and liking the way it looks. You hear our opinions, but ultimately, if it appeals to you, as Todd has said, awesome. Mm-hmm. If we've gotten you thinking about it, th- uh, our job is done. We're thrilled. If you Agreed. like it, Agreed. great. Listen to our opinions. Go drive it for yourself, and that's what you love. No complaints here. We're just thrilled with that. And I will say, New England and Maine, this is Subaru country. So I wouldn't be afraid at all. (laughs) Well, so is where you live. It's Subaru country as well. Yeah. But lots of places. Yeah. Lots of places are. And I'm thinking, all right, something turbocharged for you. If the Subaru isn't, if you don't decide on that, I also came Mm -hmm. to the Audi. Audi is known Mm -hmm. for Quattro. Mm -hmm. They do Quattro right, they do all wheel drive just about as well as anyone. And I thought, mm-hmm. all right, you've also given us a pretty high price cap. And I came back to the Audi S5 that we drove three years ago, something like that. But if yeah. that's still too much money, the A5 is also Quattro. Now, I had the it A4 the and
0: A5 on my list, honestly.
1: Interesting. I mean, they're not the most amazing handling cars. But in terms of all-wheel drive, the Quattro, the way it grips the road, and in terms of luxury for the price, Audis are mm-hmm. pretty darn hard to beat. And that's why I thought S5 is going to be gorgeous. You're going to love driving it. All-wheel drive. That's a beautiful car. You might it's just a gorgeous car. Here's, it the,
0: here's the thing, though, man. I, I, for, for Brett, with what he's coming out of, I think the A versions are fine. They're I far do cheaper. I mean, that might be. I think going the too S, far. I think the S is. It's just. It's too much car. I, I, and and because I think the jump is going to happen. The, the WRX is going to be a huge jump in performance, but not going to feel like some massive jump in oh my gosh, I bought a really expensive car. The Audi is going to feel like a jump in performance and a huge jump in, oh my gosh, look where my money went. No, you're absolutely right. I think you would thoroughly enjoy the A4 or A5, depending upon whether you need the four or the two doors, all-wheel drive, great interior. It's going to have plenty of power, especially compared to your Civic. You're going to feel perfectly happy in those without going to the S, and you're going to save yourself some money. If you want to go used, you could save yourself some money even further. They are German cars. As they get really high mileage, they'll be more expensive to maintain. That's the problem. However... However, I think a good look at the A4, A5 would be a fantastic alternate choice to your WRX. If you get in a WRX and you love it, spend the money and stop there. Honestly, honestly.
1: Yeah, I. that's really interesting. I've, I'm going to jump back in with two wild cards, and that is okay. uh, BMW is increasingly recognizing consumer demand for all-wheel drive, as is Mercedes. But generally, Todd and I like BMWs for their fun-to-drive qualities, especially in the handling arena. I'm not sure what that Mm -hmm. power distribution is. Like Quattro, I don't know how much power it throws front to rear. You'd have to look that up. But the E60 series, that was also the prior generation uh, BMW 5 series, so maybe a little bit more Mm -hmm. affordable with xDrive. That could be still fun to drive, all-wheel drive, something really gorgeously luxurious, Now, it is in the category of the Audi S5. It is night and day in terms of what you're coming out of and what the potential for you could be. But again, you know, grow into it. Think again about, you know, would you rather do it in baby steps or would you rather get something that you love and you'll grow into it and keep longer? That's something you only you can answer. And then finally, Todd and I recently drove the 2015 Volkswagen GTI, the Golf Mm -hmm. that is the 7th generation, and came away pretty impressed, but reading about the new Golf R with almost 300 horsepower, (laughs) and that thing should be pretty awesome. Really? You did? Had the
0: exact same thought as a wild card. The new Golf R. I mean, we haven't driven ah. it yet. It's, it's, it's not only a wild card, but it's a wild card we're speaking out of turn. But I think it is an interesting wild card to seek out and give it a drive. Because it's going to have that German Audi-style uh, nice interior that the WRX is going to lack. Yeah. But the all-wheel drive and the 300 horsepower and those kind of animals. Uh, I think that's an interesting counter choice. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think the WRX is going to be more reliable and probably cheaper. Sure.
1: Sure. I, You know, we drove that Mark Six Golf R and compared that against the standard Subaru WRX and the Mitsubishi Evo. I mean, that was, again, Volkswagen mm-hmm. telling us where they thought the car fit. But yeah, man, that car needed a lot more power to compete against cars like that. But now with the mm-hmm. seventh generation, we're expecting pretty good things in terms yeah. of more power, chassis dynamics. We already know it's a great car. It's fun to drive, great transmission, all of those things. That could be an mm-hmm. interesting choice and they're gonna be what, thirty six to forty grand? Fully they yeah, they'll be out. mid to
0: low thirties. I mean that's the thing. You're gonna be five to eight grand more than the WRX, which might be the reason to stay there. While we're in that price category though, and we're closer to the fifty K thing, I will say look at the base three series X drive. Huh. It's going to be, I mean, here's the thing. If somebody was coming in with a lot of enthusiast background, I would say get the next one up. But you coming in, I think the base version in X Drive, it's still a turbo. It's got good power. It's not going to feel nearly as hair on fire as the WRX or even the Golf R likely. Uh, it is going to feel comparable to the A4, A5. It's just got a different dynamic about it, even though it's it's all-wheel drive. They just, the, the BMW rides differently than the Audi does. I would yeah. definitely drive that car as well. I know that you can, because I have actually, a, a friend of mine actually has one that he leased recently, the least likely car enthusiast in the world. He went from a Beater, <laughs> what was it, an Oldsmobile 88 or something from the 90s. Oh, you're kidding And he me. got himself a lease of the new base uh, all-wheel drive three series, and he is in love with that car. <laughs> I think that is worth looking at because, of wow. course, he made a he made a millennial leap. I mean, it was like twenty years in car technology, and from GM to BMW. I mean, it was practically he's in a different <laughs> he's in a different part of the world. But <laughs> he
1: got out of a covered wagon look and, and got into a spaceship. That's
0: <laughs> Seriously, that's exactly what happened. But anyway, but but he got a great lease deal. So I, I know those cars. You can find some deals out there in general. But hopefully, Brett, that's helpful to you. And uh, let us know where you wind up on that. And and great, great question for sure.
1: Yeah, very curious. Well, we shall wrap up. And as we do, please watch the GTR piece. Let us know what you think. But I will yeah. say and ask you as a favor to Todd and I, please turn off your ad blockers for this piece. It's twenty five minutes worth of. Gorgeous content. We love sharing it with you. Just turn off your ad blockers before you watch it. That would be hugely yeah, that'd helpful. Be cool. so. That'd
0: be great. And, and if you'd like to help us with uh, with helping us get more video, if you want to be proactively involved in that, you can join us after your requests. We have built a Patreon page. So patreon.com slash everydaydriver. You can be a patron. We have some already. Thank you for those of you that have done it. Yeah, when thank we hit you. our first milestone goal, we will be able to achieve twice as many video reviews. They will be twice as fast as they are currently. So thank you for those that are already getting involved in that. If that's something you'd like to do, great. If it's not, we appreciate no ad blockers and thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to yes, this podcast. Thank Again, you. iTunes, Stitcher, pretty much wherever you find podcasts, you can find this. Do rate, <laughs> do review, all of those things help. I was going
1: to say, what else uh, has Everyday Driver slash Everyday Driver after it? Uh, can you think of anything? I'm trying to everything. <laughs> I'm trying to think here. Everything.
0: Facebook, Twitter, uh, you know, there it if you're is. looking for us, it's Everyday Driver. Awesome. There it is. It's on all of Thanks, them. Thanks, everyone. Everydaydriver.com is even the website. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week.